Beth wants to blame me for her being on the block, but it was her own actions that got her there. It's Brayden's HOH, you're his target, and I'm good with that. He's good with it, and how quickly the isosceles has all fallen apart here. Sean has no loyalty to Beth. I feel like this. Yes, it's all broken up. Welcome, everybody. It is Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. It is the 25th episode of Big Brother Canada 9, which has just concluded. And Jamil Robinson and myself, Dave Mater, are here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting to break down this, this very special Wednesday both nominations and veto episode. Normally, not both of these things would happen in the same episode if it was not a double eviction, but it did. It's kind of it's crazy times in these Big Brother worlds, and we're here to we're, we're here to react to this. Jamil, how are you doing tonight? Um, I'm doing you know as best as we can be in this current climate. How are you doing? I'm surviving. I'm healthy, and uh, you know, I, I I I have to be grateful for that. So it's um, it, there's you know, least, grateful. Uh, You're giving me chills now. Of thoughts of last season, or the season <laughs> before, Big Brother Twenty One. Don't make me relive it. I won't. Okay, I didn't mean to hit a nerve there, but let's <laughs> let's get into this uh, this episode tonight. As we were, you know, we're kind of closing into the final days of this season and this final five, and some interesting dynamics in this cast. Um, how did you feel this went tonight? You know, we see this how this um, this Braden Hoh is it everything you were hoping for? Well, I, I don't want to come across as being. Um, single-minded in terms of who I'm rooting for, which is Kiefer. Um, so in terms of this episode, it went smashingly for that. In terms of Brayden, looking objectively, um, it's awesome um, how Brayden is going about his uh, his HOH. Um, but I think he kind of dropped the ball, um, if you know what I'm saying, um, when it came to the latter aspects of this episode. Uh well, what do you mean his veto win and his? Well, I wasn't. Dominant? I was. I was building to that. I was. I was. What are you doing? Mm. 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 I am H O H. It looks like he was practicing that, and he had that. Those he even practicing that since his original edition. That's that's what he came in with. They were like that's what they were going for. Braden yeah. hit the jackpot. <laughs> you know, this is everything's been coming up Braden lately uh you know he's on a streak here he's doing well he won a fake veto and then he's like no i have to win real vetoes now too uh as he won this tonight he had all the power tonight Braden. yes he did he did um beth yeah. cannot handle it <laughs> beth, beth is an interesting character because there was a lot of the blame game happening in this episode and um, I think she was a little, uh, let's say, how would you say? She's she's a little bit not really looking at herself in the mirror when it, it comes to pointing the finger. Because I think if she was a little bit more honest with herself to other people, uh, she would have been in a better spot. Um, yeah, Beth's not that good of a player <laughs> as much as she likes to believe she is. She kind of she wrote this narrative for herself in this season because there was kind of this, you know, there was a little bit of a streak where her and Jed were doing fairly well, but you know, it, uh, they were doing alpha moves. That'd be an alpha move. They were, uh, 
they were big into it. They had their team game going. Uh, the isosceles triangle was uh, was running things. It was not a fun time, and those times are done. Uh, Beth does not even really have tie anymore either. No, no, and um, she had to have known that this was eventually coming, especially with how close she got with Jed. Uh, so once once they broke up, you knew Ty was not gonna have that same type of loyalty that she was kind of expecting to be back. She she had him in reserve. He was clearly her number three. So he moved on. He moved on. And as I was mentioning before, weeks ago, right, we didn't really see it on the TV, but I was mentioning how close he and Brayden were getting. And we kind of we kind of see um, uh, yes. Beth refer to it in this episode as well. Yeah, okay. So I thought... We should probably jump right to that because you've been talking about this since like week two, I think, or week three or so, very early. I don't know exactly when it was, but it's been sort of this unsaid story throughout the season that there's been this whole flirt mance going on between Ty and Brayden this whole time that mm -hmm. hasn't really been talked about on the show at all. Their relationship has not really been displayed, even their friendship. But here tonight, now that uh, Brayden is the HOH, Ty's like, yeah. I've been flirting with them the whole time. And, uh, and, and I think that um, they, you know, Ty is, is leaning into this idea of like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I've been running things. I've been working my angles. Maybe the producers with some leading questions, you know, Ty is latching onto those things and it's yeah. giving him, he's like, yeah, I could make this case for myself at the end here. I got this whole thing because I thought um, it couldn't really be cut up as much. I know Braden has had a crush on me for a long time now. So for weeks, I've been cuddling with him, massaging him, rubbing his back. And we even made a final two deal. Yeah. And, you know, Beth makes a reference. It's like, you've been in his bed. Like, the, the like folks, if you didn't know, I said it before. And if you're denying it, you're hearing it here. You're hearing, like, you're hearing the, the source, the sauce of this situation. And, you know, Ty has set himself up pretty well um, for this time period. So when people are asking, hey, why isn't Brayden? This is why. Well, yeah. And so it kind of it, it gives this whole new context to best sort of hate for Brayden or how much she 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 trashes Brayden. You know, mm -hmm. she's like, he does nothing. He's, he's he doesn't deserve to be here. Well, clearly he does deserve to be here. Um, he's, he's clearly made a mark for himself in, in these last few weeks, but, but he's had this really sort of up and down game, you know, at, at times extremely down, uh, thinking back to the days of when he was paired up with Austin, but that feels like so long ago now, but also oh, yeah. you're right. No, you're right. But also this whole angle he has with Ty socially, and clearly he has a relationship with Kiefer, but, uh, it's not as strong as his one with Ty. We saw here tonight that he was even... <laughs> You know that that Braden was maybe we should take out Kiefer. I also watched the exit interview with Jedson and uh, Taryn Armstrong. I don't know if you saw that. Bra I uh, did. No. I did. Um, and you saw here that the Jed's like, yeah, if if they leave Kiefer to final two, Kiefer will win. Trust yeah. me. Look. Right. And I I'm inclined to believe that. Um, right now that Kiefer is sort of you know why would you not just vote him out? Just he deserves to win just because that you didn't vote him out when you had all these chances. Absolutely. And like <laughs> Tara was kind of mentioning it today. Like Kiefer's getting all the credit for stuff, right? 
because right. Tara told Jed that it was all Kiefer's fault that he got eliminated. He was the mastermind. So when, like, that's the only bit of information that, that Jed received. So he's going back to Jury House and he's saying that exact thing because he doesn't know anything else, right? right. So <laughs> it's like they are setting Kiefer up. And as I mentioned before, I, I'm kind of rooting for the dude. The dude should be eliminated. He, he I for whatever reason, Jed had this... People were talking about Jed like he's done something throughout the entire game when really he won what two or three competitions really at the end, and then he was chilling up in HOH room and with a part of a large alliance uh, that was extremely indecisive. Whereas Keith Keith was like making moves throughout the game, was put in danger, was out of danger, talk himself out of being gone. He was gone. And he and like and everyone knew it, and he still was there. He still was there. Tina couldn't even say hmm ha about it. So like he has the resume. And oh, yeah. Kiefer's the more well-rounded player all around. Jetson yes. ha, uh, is not a rounded player. Jetson's a, a you know kind of a, a one-dimensional player, really. A, a comp piece that I think uh, Taryn also did the calculations won only thirty percent. Of yeah. all the challenges he was in, that's he's not three hundred. He's not comp beast. He's no. like he's middle of the lineup at best. Yes, you so know, bottom but, of the order maybe. But like the marketing on this man is amazing. That like Jed Jed is amazing. Jed can't be stopped. There's no way you could stop him. He's been stopped throughout the season. And then in addition to that, they're like, "What's Jed is limiting?" Well, Tara Tara can't be stopped. Tara's like. Uh, Jed's kryptonite. Uh, Terra's unstoppable, so we have to look after Terra. Like, Terra won, like, two competitions. Like, what, two competitions? Three competitions? Like, this is just as much as Jed. And then, now they're like, Braden's three in a row. He, he's he's going to win. He, he he can't be stopped. One more, and he's gone. He, he's got it in this a lot. Braden's won just as much as Kiefer or almost anybody else at this point, and uh, who's left. Beth won one HOH, right? Yeah, that's it. Right. One HOH. You know? So now she looks like the weakest of the of the bunch. She is the Weak. weakest. Yes, I, like is. I I can't. <laughs> Her and Ty are the weakest, but at least Ty has set himself up for the end of the game with Kiefer and with um with Tara and also with Brayden. What has Beth done? Beth put all of her eggs really into Tara and the um, the Tara and Braden, um, not sorry, Tara and Jed Baskets, and let's say a couple weeks back, and has not really done enough to really earn the trust um, of the other people. And also, she can't win. She hasn't won. She has not like lasted to the end, with the exception of this last HOH, which she won in a long shot because her going all in, right? Braden had that competition handily. Hmm. Yeah, like it's like I don't think you can make a case for like who was the floaters here. Like the, you know, like and I don't think that it's it's all about competition wins either. Although I think sometimes you do need to save yourself, or there's something to be there's some you should be uh, commended for being able to do these things. But it's not the be all and end all of the whole situation. You know, if you're if you just don't have the respect of the of your fellow contestants, then yeah. I don't think you really have much of a hope unless you're sitting like, next to somebody that they hate more. 
floating, like Braden was a floater. Like Braden and Terra were straight floaters. But in this game, um, it's kind of good to be a floater up until a point, right? And Braden and both Terra were floating, uh, were flirting with the past the point of like, like you need to get involved. And they have, and they've won, right? So it kind of makes what they previously done okay. But this is where if you're playing a floating game, you got to really like turn it up in the end because you need to make up a like lost ground, right? And Let the snakes fight the snakes. Yeah. That was, her, that was her approach. Yeah. you you But you got to turn it up and you got to start, you know, really getting the thick of things. And I think Botera and Brayden have done so. Beth, she was kind of floating, but not because she kind of relied on other people and they just did strategy in the background kind of thing. She's won one. And in doing so, she has this air that she has like control the game or she's this dominant force that deserves something. She doesn't deserve anything. When look, pairing up resumes, she's there and she should be in the unemployment line. Everyone else, cushy jobs. Bath, babe. You're not my number two. No, sorry, Beth. Beth. <laughs> Braden should have said that. Actually, you're not my number two. Scratch that. You are my number two. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I like, I think Braden's stock uh, up after tonight for me. Oh. Um, you know, he's looking like he's this player that I've we've ridden off at times, and you know, he's he's come back here with a vengeance. So good on him. Deshaun, I think, also playing an interesting game. I think he has got an interesting resume in his own right, although it's not like competition wins. I think it's actually just uh, staying off the block, as, uh, yeah. as as Tara was telling us tonight. And once again, Ty doesn't touch the block. Once again, yeah. you know, she wasn't I, having it. I, I, I would love to hear your thoughts and scenario, but we can do that later on at the um, the end. Um, but like, I really want to pick your brain about scenarios um, post this week. Love to hear. Yeah, well, the, the, uh, this final four, assuming it's it's the, it's this group minus Beth, we'll see, we'll and we'll get into that, I guess. But uh, it feels like Beth is uh, is not long for this. Uh, that they that the target here, and I think that um, that uh, Tashawn doesn't really want her around anymore. Like, I don't think she serves his game at this point. I, um, I agree. Or Kiefer, or you know, especially Kiefer. Yeah, Kiefer does not need her. Um, I just just a brief note. Um, so the, uh, on Monday, uh, it was asked what um, who were the nominations were, and we provided information that at the time seemed accurate. Um, it's not like when uh, we have feeds that people say explicitly, "Here's the recap. This is what happening. This is what happening." We have to take implied information and that's uh, that's the information we provide to you um so at that time it was implied that uh, both uh Kiefer and uh, Beth were in dire straits um that wasn't necessarily the case as we see here uh with the results of the uh, nominations and also the veto yeah, so, yeah. i just want oh, to yeah. clarify we, that we have to people. uh yeah put put a retraction out there our spoiler coverage on yeah uh, on monday night was completely bogus but that's what <laughs> That's what Wikipedia was telling me at the time, and I thought it was accurate. But it turns out Wikipedia is not always reputable. 
Yeah, it was because as I stated once again, once the feeds turned back on, there was a lot of catch up that um everyone had to do. So and some false this, assumptions were yes, being put out there. Yeah. So um yeah, we well, technically we got one out of the two right. Just want to say that. Beep beep. Yeah. And then I also did message you uh uh yesterday. I sent you a a message and I, I clarified, I'm like, oh no. I think we got this wrong. This is what happened. Plus this. So, yes, um, yes. We, I was we like, learned well, we'll shortly get... after. We learned shortly after. Yes. Well, we're here about 16 minutes into this tonight's podcast, and we just want to get. We really should have cleared that up first. But hey, yeah. if you're still with us, yes, we were totally wrong, but we won't be wrong again. And if we are, we'll tell you. So, <laughs> yes, our, we'll commit to that. We'll put it on uh, the front page. Yes. Um, I just want to also note some things in this episode tonight. Uh, Braden's HOH room sequence and everything else here whatever but uh when he went to wendy's to go get his food and he had the message there from his family which why it's so it's it's weird you get a letter from somebody and then you get a video message from actual like family members yeah right like or somebody like you're you're more like next to kin type thing right uh you know versus like you know your letter might be from your uncle or uh or something maybe your distant uh cousin or uh, a friend of a friend yeah, right. I, uh, I think it should be kind of switched, but Braden's Braden's uh, friend wrote him a letter and it was like kind of a whatever letter. And, um, and it then just seemed like a Wendy's, real letter. Like these are the type of letters I expect that I would receive. Like I'm not going to be crying over these letters. So, well, yeah, it was like, hey, it was like a, basically an email from your friend. And I was like, okay, yeah, we just read an email from his friend. But it's written on paper, so hey, there you go. Uh, Braden um, was taking Kiefer to Wendy's, but when he went to go get his video message, uh, he, it was like his his mom and his two siblings, like younger than him, uh, and they were kind of like, "Hello, Braden, we are very proud of you. It is amazing." <laughs> and they're just like they're reading off the script, and I just was they're, like, "They're waiting for the cue card to change." <laughs> We are in all of Alberta are behind you, Braden. And I was like, well, these are like creepy, this family. It's, but I was just, then I realized they were terrified. Uh, and just like completely intimidated by what was, <laughs> by me not, like having to like be on at Wendy's. BB Can is there with like a shotgun behind the camera going, uh, don't spoil any. Oh. Yeah. We were able to keep Braden from winning for this long, but now we need the video message. That's what's required. <laughs> Uh, so this whole move to take uh key okay so key he takes Kiefer to wendy's but really here depend if if tara or beth were to have taken themselves off the block uh because at this point that's who we are the presumptive nominees who will go on to be the nominees so Kiefer is talking to Braden as if this has already happened and uh and but he's like if one of them come down uh would you put up to sean over me and Braden's like no <laughs> and Braden's pretty, um, you know, straight up that he's more loyal to Deshaun than he is to Kiefer. Is he making yeah. a mistake, Braden? Here, um, you know what? Even if at that's this, true, um, at this point, not really, because I think like the pecking order is pretty set. Um, with um, with Tara at the bottom of the pecking order between the three dudes, right? So, him saying, "I'm going to put you up." Let's say Kiefer survives. Um, I'm pretty sure that if Kiefer puts people up, it's he's going to put up uh, 
Terra and someone else. All right. And he's just kind of like, I don't mind this move because they're joking about it, but he's slash serious about it. Like, like if you don't win or, or if the noms change, I'm going to have to put you up. And he's just putting that prior work in where it's like, I didn't lie to you. I was up front with you how important this, this veto was. But yeah, either make sure that the noms stay the same or you better win. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe is is key for even maybe putting a little bit too much pressure into the situation, knowing that there's only two possible replacements, him or Tashawn. Right. So um But it's good to he... know where you stand though. It's good. Yeah. But do you so does Kiefer just not know? Like does he No Kiefer knows. Like Kiefer, like that awkward situation where he's like, I'm gonna put you up. And he's like <laughs> and then just awkwardly end the, the scene with um Kiefer looking at his feet. Oh, uh, I think look, he's being straight with him, right? So yeah, no, I, I okay. So I think it is better for Keith. It's better for Braden to be up front here, uh, but down the the line, like outside of this week, uh, I just wonder if Kiefer might, you know, if he he know this just shows Braden's hand a little bit more to Kiefer at this point too. True, right? it does. So, it does. So if, if Kiefer has to. I don't know who does Kiefer want to sit to at at the end next. To he just needs end. to get to the end. That's like, in, yeah, that's in my opinion, that's that's his situation. Let's say that someone goes on a winning streak. The fact that they didn't take him out is a testament to Kiefer in general. So, mm -hmm. like, he still has a pretty good chance to win, regardless of of who he's sitting next against. He just needs to make it to the end. Now, Braden, Braden technically is also putting in work because let's say Kiefer wins HOH. Braden could just turn around and say, look, I've been straight up with you from like the jump. So when in that situation, yeah, I was thinking about putting you on the block, right? I was being honest with you. I didn't try to uh, like trick you or, or anything like that. I was straightforward. Like, this is what my plan was. This is what happens if my plan does not work. Um, give you a chance to actually do anything so i'm asking for the same thing like let me know where i stand uh i'll try to my best to convince you like just you, you want to get more more chances and beth's approach should have been she should have put in the work with brayden prior to nominations right put in more work put in more pressure so that she has more chances she knows she's already at the bottom right and uh I, I just I just feel like as long as you have an idea, especially when you're coming to the end, as long as you have an idea of where you stand, you have the ability to to kind of course correct. And okay. I think that was a favor that that Kiefer was given in that situation. And did right. some work and I, guess, I guess. But Braden was aware of that, too. Right. So yeah. it was. So you kind of saw these dynamics. And I thought there was a couple conversations here that was like Ty and Braden and, Ty, you know, Braden talking about them having being each other's number one, having this final two deal. But then you got, you know, you have like Tara and Braden talking too, and they have an interesting dynamic in this house. Obviously, Tashawn uh, Sean and Kiefer have a connection. Uh, Beth has history with all these people, but she seems to be really kind of on her own. She's the most isolated. Yeah. You know, Is isolated. Isolated. Yes. Did you notice that Braden did not indicate to Tara that it was Tassan's decision that she went home? Right. She was pretty mum on that. He, she, he could have just said, Hey, 
uh, me and Kiefer didn't want to send you home, but it was Tashan's HOH and he decided that. So we went along with it. This is my HOH and I'm deciding that you are staying. So that's why you don't have to worry about it. Me and Keith did not want you gone. Is this an example of Braden protecting Tashan? That's what I think. Of, right. Is he a little bit emotional? Uh, I think of the, in the Braden Tashan uh bromance or romance a straight up whatever it is uh it's for tashan it's a means to an end like he flirts with beth but he really he's it's not uh he you know he's not in love but well i don't think brayden is either i think brayden you know he maybe not love but infatuated well look uh there's pretty people and if Peter people want to like rub you and, and like give you massages and cuddle with you, I don't think Braden's gonna say no, right? right. And Braden just seems like the type of person he's a flirt, so he's getting that feedback. That's great, but I I don't think he would he would um like tie uh, like torpedo his his game just so that Ty could touch him, <laughs> right? I <laughs> I don't think that's the case, right? Right. Uh, he doesn't well, not just so he can touch up. him. It's, it depends if Braden's reading the situation for what it is. If it's just like a showmance, or is does you know does Braden long for more? Is he more? He, he, we see he's clingy. He's clingy to whoever he's he connected to. It used to be Austin, and then I get it for it was Beth for like a week, and then it became to Sean, um, or it has been to Sean for a long time, and we haven't known it uh, officially on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. So interesting how they're all playing this out how the different uh connections um ty mentions he's loyal to brayden and then beth's pitch to brayden you know about hey you gotta take out Kiefer, and it's you know he she does make some good points and yeah. yes they do have to get out of Kiefer, but i almost understand why they want to get out beth now yeah. instead of Kiefer. i you know if you're if you're not if you're to sean and brayden well, that's all that's left. And Tara, like if you're yeah. those three people who aren't, the, you know, if you had to pick between Kiefer and Beth, I I almost still want to get Beth out at this stage because she's like I mentioned on Monday, I just think it's she's just not somebody you want in a final four. She's so unpredictable. She's such a wild card. Yeah. And um, and I don't think I want to play with that kind of a player at the end. And I think for both Ty and Kiefer, it also closes the book on the the Sunsetter isosceles kind of storyline where it's like, they're done, we're moving forward. We have cut our ties to this past regime and we we move forward. They were not able to, right? That That's kind of an argument that they can put forth. Like if you have Beth around, then it, it, it kind of just brings up the fact that we just we we just cut tie from the sunsetters or we cut tie from the isosceles and we move forward with that. And that's not necessarily the conversation or the narrative you want to bring forth to the jury. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I I I like the Beth free narrative for both. It's be, of them. It's, be, it's definitely better for Ty. Yes. The isosceles triangle, aka the sauce, has been on fire in competitions lately. What were they? Uh, for, for about a day. Yeah. This isn't a team game. Yes, it is. I was going to say that. I was gonna be like, yeah, but look where you're at right now. And look where they're at right now. <laughs> you know what I Like, look where you're at. 
right? Yes, it is. It's it's a it's not a team game. It's an individual game where you team up from time to time to get to the end. Sometimes but you got Deshaun gotta... is the only member of the of the sauce that understood this truly. Yeah. Yep. Whether he or he or he came to the realization at some point. And Kiefer had to learn it the hard way because he put all of his right. his trust and luckily was able to like pull sentimentality to get himself off the block and survive. Um but like like since then like the dude hasn't touched a block yet. You would think that he would be like constantly coming up as like, hey, we're you know, we're gonna put you back up there. Like no one has put him up. It's crazy. It's even, he's been he's done a lot of work. I think that Tashan's social game has been greatly underrated, even though he doesn't know what reindeer or he doesn't think reindeer are real, or he's uh there's other things he's confused about, as I recall. Um, you know, it, maybe that doesn't matter. He's he's he he's able to read people pretty well. Yeah. Uh, he does have he does have a um sort of a of a of an acute awareness around what the dynamics are. And um, he kind of knows when to get off the Beth train and the Jetson train yes. when, when at the appropriate stops. Yes, you know, and he's shown he's shown this ruthlessness in this game. Um, but then you know, there's these other times where he he wouldn't skip the dishes, or you know, he's just having he's just kind of a fun kind of goofy guy that doesn't seem like he's that threatening overall. Yes, and I think we're gonna see that in the next episode. Absolutely. Um, okay, what else in this episode is worth mentioning? Um, Did you like the argument? The Beth argument with Kiefer and Ty? Did I like it? Um, not really. Um, it was... I'm, I'm surprised it didn't expose Ty there. Because he was, like, he was flippy-floppy, j- just as Beth was with... Um, with uh, Jed, in in the sense that he refused to tell Jed that he was voting him out, and that should have been the that should have been the point of focus with um with Beth's uh, like talking to Braden. It's like, look, you can't trust this dude. This dude was like A and B with Jed, and he couldn't even be straight with Jed. At least Kiefer owned up to it early on and allowed him to to actually leave with some dignity dignity. Um, but like Ty refused to. To this day, Ty has has not told Jed that he was gone, right? Like actually said it to him. So I'm I'm just saying, sure, you're quote unquote in bed with him, but you can't trust him because he will do him before he does he does you. Yeah, well, I think Kiefer and Ty are willing to cut each other. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, yes. like Beth, like. I just feel like some of these arguments that people are bringing forth, they're like, they're half measures. They're not really going the entire way or they're not putting all the eggs in the proper baskets and distributing it. Like Braden is able to kind of brush it off. Like this is just Beth, like drop facts. This is a fact that you could use against Ty. And she didn't really use it. She, she was pointing out that he was flippy floppy. No, from the jump that week, Ty was always saying, hey, we need to get out Jed, right? Once that plan was enacted, right? And that was the complete narrative. Beth might not have known that completely, but um, she shouldn't be saying things that she doesn't know. She should be saying the things she does know, which is 
He never told him directly. Right. Yeah. Was that fight after the veto or before the veto? It was before the veto. It was before the veto. Yeah. Um, I didn't write down a lot about it. I just wrote that Beth is a sore loser. She is. Beth, Beth babe, you're not my number two. It's good that they're getting her out. Uh, yes. It, you know, there was just like a kind of. I I I I'm, I think Beth in this, as far as what she can bring from a gameplay standpoint, is kind. Of, I'm over it. I'm I'm. I think that she's she's just a um, an unstable element. We got a comment here from B Bean saying. Uh, funny how Jed was cut so they could win, but the same logic does not apply to Kiefer. So, you know, I, I think it, that, well, it, it never did. I think is the answer is that, well, Kiefer was in their alliance and, you know, to Jedson, I think Kiefer was more of a peripheral ally um, and to Beth as well. I think to, to Sean Kiefer, it was a little bit more significant, but they, he was never a member of the trio. And you can't win it. You can't win as a team. And yes. also, as it, it, Deshaun explained that to Jed. Jed was like, "Hey, man, I can't. Like, <laughs> it's 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 not about winning or 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 going down to the end because Jedson's thinking like Anthony was, and and so, but but uh, actually, Deshaun uh, is more of the Dane Rupert of this group, of that yeah. duo of the Undercover Brothers." You know, he's he's like, yeah, man, we're all together, but really, I want to win. At the end of the day, only one person is going home with the the big prize, right? Kiefer understands that. Ty understands that. I don't think Jed and Beth are really understanding that, uh, like, at all, and they weren't really positioning themselves to 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 be in a position to be a clear number one. Right. Yeah. Like so, as I'm saying, like I'm like. Even when even when Beth was coming at Deshaun in this argument, I thought he handled it really well. Yeah, you know he's like, "Why? What's why, Beth? You know what's up? Tell me, tell me what I did." Um, but who, who's she arguing to? This is what I didn't understand. Neither of them have any power. This uh, like exact moment, you should be talking to Brayden. You should be like spending time with Brayden, getting into his head, and like, hey, like. Well, we saw she What's was trying on? to do that a little bit, but the thing is, she just she can't bring herself to do it because in her mind, Brayden in, is it, uh, a lower class to her or something, right? He's a lesser, uh, and, and and she thinks that really it's up to Kiefer and, and more to to Sean. She sees to Sean as the new king. You, you know what makes me laugh is how upfront Kiefer is with everything. Kiefer flat out tells everyone he's gonna win the game. He like. He's doing a great job. He's awesome. But in the same breath, he also tries to like pump other people out. Like, Brayden, one more win, and you got this in a lock. I, I think you're going to win. And like, Tara, you're amazing. You're awesome. Like, he's just like, he's the cheerleader for everyone, including himself. So people just kind of like, yeah, I, I like Keith. I like being around Keith. He's kind of fake, but I like being around him. Whereas. Is that Tara from season nine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that is that Tara from season nine? Oh yeah, like that type of stuff. It, it makes you feel good when you win, right? Right. And, and even when you don't, and he's he's like he's kind of already talking about what his strategy is at the end. So he's kind of an open book. 
So it's loyal to the soil, loyal to the squad, sunsetters for life. Like straight up, his narrative is great. Like I was loyal until they betrayed they were not me. Loyal to me, and then I yeah, they almost did him a favor. <laughs> it's like thank you. My book was my um my story was getting a little bit lame and um a little bit boring, and you um allowed me to um have a little rise in action. Coming here from also from Bean saying Kiefer is liked by the jury the most. He is the biggest threat to win. Agreed. I think that they have to like. I just don't think this is necessarily the stage of the game. You have to get Kiefer out. However, you never know when your last chance is going to come here, right? Yeah. Like, I do not want this dude going on an immunity run. Like, uh, uh, like, okay, he doesn't win HOH. If he wins DeVito, like, you guys are screwed. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he only needs to win three competitions, and he's practically won this game. And he's so good at social. Like, you would, he could probably convince somebody to take him to the final two anyway three competitions that's all he needs to do assuming he doesn't but let's say he doesn't win the uh he doesn't get a say in or, or gets to decide put himself into the final two right like he had, he could probably talk them into bringing him to yeah. the final two yeah if he, whether that like that's brayden whether that's even to sean maybe yeah you know? i agree but like yeah, so just think about it once you get to the final four you only need to win three competitions to be guaranteed to sit in the final two and for him sitting in the final two means a guaranteed win right so they're so close to the end so but the same thing goes that the same thing goes like how do you know bath can't win the next veto and when they she could get herself and then she's in the final two and then you know i think that they'll go well we had a chance to get her out there so i just i just think that beth isn't liked generally by majority of the people there Speaking of Kiefer, um, I just want to bring up the fact, too, that, you know, Kiefer was like in some of his diary room sessions, as much as I think he's a good player, he gives us a lot of uh, bad uh, moments here. He says a lot of obvious things. Two balls makes this twice as hard. <laughs> he's up. Uh, he's he's gone to the Jeff Probst, um school of um, commentary. Do you surprised. know that two balls makes it twice as hard? twice as hard uh, it depends on the situation i've known one person that has a hard time with one ball but regardless uh regardless, Would it be twice as hard though well well maybe maybe, maybe. Or, Bal or balances one? balances if i don't have safety i ain't feeling safe <laughs> i touched the water and it was wet yes air is uh windy and uh you know there's a whole bunch of things he he throws out here uh what did you think of this veto competition with the pinball but it was also kind of aerobic and um i liked it i like okay we're pretty much not getting super physical competitions this year I, I, like we keep on waiting for it it's not happening so um this is one of the the challenging ones uh, where it kind of combines different elements, including the physical and like supposedly this was Beth's competition to win. Not Beth, sorry, um, uh, Tara, spin instructor uh, Tara. But there was enough element of skill that was required, and you know, Braden put his cards on the table. He 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 stated what his strategy was, and he was able to keep to it. So I think if it went longer, uh, he was still going to win. Right. Well, yeah, I thought it was an interesting, like, it's, I don't know if it makes a great TV competition because it's like once it got to like three balls, I was like, what's going on here? I can't quite follow. 
it, but it was kind of like a survivor. It, it plays better maybe outdoors or something. It was just yeah. something about this, uh, the lighting that wasn't quite working for me. It's just but, too big. It's 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 too big to for you to keep your eye on multiple things at the same time. Yeah, like maybe like a, survivor a you can. Up it's survivor you can kind of have like a camera on the side and you can kind of see both them working at it at the same time and they usually have in a more contained area where it just kind of loops right so yeah yeah so i thought that uh that it was it was okay um i thought that you know the costuming interesting uh tara was the first out though um yep. and then Kiefer, and then beth it came down between Ty and Brayden, and uh Brayden won and uh good on Brayden. Uh, do you think t- like do you think what a great feeling? <laughs> Do you think it's oh, what a great feeling? He's he's working on that soundboard. I'm telling you, Braden's put in work for our soundboard. Braden uh, was uh, not looking good uh, in the early parts of the soundboard, but he's he's really come up. Uh, yeah. you know, he kind of goes in and out. Yeah. Uh, no, of course, girl. I'll definitely let you know if anyone is gonna backdoor you this week. <laughs> they just have that, like that, 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 that chime, that symbol every time at the end of it. You need that special emoji. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Brayden wins again. Right on. That's three in a row or two if we're not talking fake ones. But we're gonna count. We're gonna count fake ones. Kamen here was the only endurance comp. This was kind of an endurance comp, but yeah. uh, it was like there was one, the one that Jetson won way back when the first veto he won um, many weeks ago was kind um, of- the first two comps, weren't they? The the arrow and also the um, the sandbag one. So they did endurance ones earlier on. There were strength endurance in a sense. But is there uh, some some point to this question here where they're saying that they don't have like uh, production limitations with COVID might be limiting certain types of endurance competitions like wall comps and different things? Maybe I, I, it seems like they're 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 getting away with a lot, uh, considering they have they're not able and to do something. It, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not going to complain because uh, there was more of a, a wide gamut of people winning this year as opposed to if it was just physical and Jed and Ty were winning everything, this would have been a very boring season. So I, I appreciate the mixture in terms of skill trivia and like just rethinking the dynamics of it, right? The, the carnival game aspect of it where I've been super happy with the competitions this year. Well then. Because it hasn't been like because it hasn't been the season of Tashawn and Jedson and they're you know and, every, and because I, I find that and like the Dane Ruperts of the world who are just kind of um, they're better at certain types of things and these kind of these competitions have been mostly like level setters and allowing all kinds of different players to win all kinds of different things uh, for better or worse you know and it, it's 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 but but the social dynamics are always been playing out like. Well, what if Jetson wins? What if Tashawn yeah. wins? Like even Tashawn says, I'm the biggest physical threat here now that Jed's gone. But why? Like I'm more I'm more afraid that Kiefer's gonna win than you, yeah. Ty. Like wouldn't you like if this is the norm going forward where it's more of a skill-based carnival game with um hints of elements in one direction where it might be more important to have skill or knowledge or or luck? Uh this is more exciting. And if you're like a physical threat, like you can kind of like, hey, I don't have to like play a certain role that I'm I'm forced into, 
every single season. You see it every year. It's like, I'm the physical threat, so I got to win this competition. If you don't, you're gone. Where it's like, I don't necessarily have to worry about a big, strong dude because all his muscles aren't really important in terms of a lot of the competitions. And I, I think that gives a lot of flexibility going forward to um, to people being on the show and different threats to be um, kind of focused upon. Like, honestly, if I was on a show and there's a juggler, I'm like, I need to get this dude out because I am not taking any chances with um, his ball handling skills. Right? <laughs> That's right. Just because they're like, they have that, that carnival aspect of it, that they can manipulate things a lot better than big brooding dude over there who, if this was weights, he could handle it better, but unfortunately it's not. It's getting a ball and a, set, a, a, a balance and having to deal with that. I would be more with the, the juggler. Yeah, and just seeing how like the U.S. season just played out with Cody and how well he was doing and, and like Christmas and whatever, it seems like that that's the kind of player you need to gravitate towards as an ally, but not necessarily. I think that there's a high degree of randomness in, this, in any Big Brother season, and so you have to be ready for um, like these weaker beta players to win right beta the question also is brayden's maximum second place who can he be i think he can beat almost anybody but Kiefer. yeah uh, quite frankly i think that brayden is wildly underrated um by a lot of people if you're brayden three more three more wins three more wins and you've you could have won the game you could win this game because look if he wins the uh three competitions he he, he wins the uh, let's say he wins uh, POV and then he wins two out of the three of the final thing. That's a pretty, you win like basically six out of seven competitions that you're eligible eligible for at the end of the game. You're floating, you're floating a, a theory, your, your, your plan, your objective for throughout the game makes absolute sense. Right. And it paid out for you, paid out for you. You said, this was my plan. I did my plan. Once I was in danger, I started winning and I won myself to the end of the game. Right? No one right. hates me. Right? I I was put in danger. Ty wasn't put in danger. He was never put on the block. Right? Uh, he was carried, basically. So, you know, what was his master stroke? What was Ty's master stroke? Not, nothing, uh, really. Nothing I... that... Not really anything. He just, you know, he, I think he actually has a hard time arguing again. I think he, yeah, you're absolutely right. That why not Braden over, over tie at the end? Yeah. Right. So I, I think Braden actually absolutely has a shot to win. He's put himself in a position to do so. At, Braden, but at, at the end of the day, with anything, it's how you present your information because it's not yourself or me on the outside who sees everything. Uh, you have to convince you have to convince the jury right and if the jury's getting information a partial information or information that's detrimental to your story you're gonna have to do a lot of heavy lifting to convince them of what you want the narrative to for them to accept right but knowing that there are certain biases in the jury that you just can't get over like uh, I think I feel like Victoria is got a player is like is, or is a type of juror that will sort of she already kind of knows how she wants to vote i feel like you know she has a pecking order on who she would vote for and i feel like that's kind of locked in jedson even though he says he'll vote for anybody i think he kind of also is um 
has a bit more loyalty too. But like yeah. a Rohan or a um a, a Tina, like those votes could go maybe a bunch of different ways. Potentially. Yeah, Rohan doesn't be... care. Whoever plays the best game in his mind, he's voting for. Same thing with right. Tina, right? Yeah. Beth is a little bit too emotional, so I'm not necessarily counting on her vote. Victoria has a narrative in her mind. She is. Uh, but she'll like certain things. Like if she sees Beth go going out on Brayden's account, she'll be like, "Yes, Brayden, um, put truth to power, get that that woman out," because but she feels jilted by Beth. The counter argument, though, I, I'm afraid, might be like, "What Brayden won Hoh and he didn't get a Kiefer? He got a Beth? What a waste! What an idiot!" True. He right, and so if Kiefer's there at the end against Brayden, then Kiefer, but I think that that's already almost kind of locked in because Kiefer has such uh, a story, right? And he's, he's, he is a more well-rounded player, if you will. He's not, yes. his, 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 um, his flaws aren't as obvious as they are on a Brayden or a Beth or, or um, even to Sean, right? Who's yeah. maybe got obviously some, some weaknesses in his game too um as they all do they're like i think Kiefer is the more well balanced player for sure um, but, but it's an interesting conversation at least to have at the end right as opposed to ty which is like what did you do again <laughs> right so yes yeah. I, agree, I agree i agree in that respect yes with ty um, thank, thank you, BB. Uh, great points, gentlemen. But the perception of Bray is that he has carried, he's been carried to this point. Winning comps against four people is different than winning against 10. True. But if you're here at the end and you have the chance and you do start winning at these final four, it doesn't really matter because um, that this is when it mattered. This is when it mattered most. And you were, you were, you were able to win it because people thought you weren't a threat that yeah. you were, you were worth leaving on the board because they could beat you and then he's he's beat them three times in a row now since the last veto jed didn't win competitions until it was what seven it was seven right. people so he's competing Wait. against what six people how has beth not been carried how has beth been less carried than brayden she just was in the room with people she was part of an alliance right. <laughs> like how, how has tara been less carried austin um um, was it Bray had Austin and that was his alliance? The oddballs lasted for one vote. One vote. Right. Yeah. I like I agree that like there was we, we like we said, we wrote off Braden. We said Braden, forget about it. He can never win this. He's just he was he was asleep for half the game, just talking to Austin, thinking like him and Austin were one person, like they were somehow merged into one mind. And they, when they were on the block together, they, they, they thought that they could both be vetoed. And they were like, you know, you're two individuals, right? And then Austin left. And then Brayden, we saw this new version of Brayden that was like kind of working some social angles, was kind of annoying people like Kiefer and was taking over, was, was getting some new clout in this game all of a sudden, right? When he had been written off. But, in the, but if you go back even further, there were weeks where Brayden and Austin were kind of a threat in the house they were kind of a, the leaders of this other side at one point so it's like he's had this real like up and down like sort of roller coaster um and i think he's got a compelling chance to win um yep. but he's he's still i think one of the more of the underdogs of of the group right there's still a lot of competitions to go we have what's um uh, five competitions left five comps you know yeah like just a couple left like if it was Brayden and Tara at the end, do you think that Tara's got more respect? No, not really. I don't think so. 
I don't think for, so. For him, to, for him to get to, to that point, he's he's got to have won something, and therefore he has more wins than her. Right. So I think, like, aside from Kiefer, Braden wins. He might be actually like way up in the rankings uh, compared to some of these other players. I like, would agree Deshaun, to that. Deshaun is this player that sort of needs to do a bit more in order to sort of, uh, I think, have a, a case. You know? And then he also sell him his, like go crazy and sell himself a lot during that final two jury segment, in my opinion. Yeah. He's going to have to do a lot of legwork during that conversation. But I think he deserves respect for being like, hey, I never went on the block. Hey, I was always in the right place, right time. And and I think you can make a case. It's just a, it's a, it's a harder argument. Right place, right time just screams to me luck. Just screams to me luck, as opposed to like I put myself in a position to never be on the block. And he turned on Jensen, whereas Beth didn't. That's what makes him different than Beth. But all the credit was given to Kiefer from the jury's perspective. So it's (laughs) like if Kiefer is even nearby, right? And then at the same time, the question is why wasn't Jed put on the block? Right. Yeah. And that's, so, so and that's Tara's. That was Tara's issue. This is. We'll be looking back in about a week or in a half from now. Going was it was it right to get like to target Beth and or Tara, depending on who goes tomorrow night in this eviction, um, to get one of these two players out ahead of Kiefer. I think if it, it the answer can only be yes if it's Beth. I don't think it's Tara. There's no yeah. there's no compelling reason to get rid of Tara now again, other than for just like, if they just want to feel better about themselves because they evicted her and it's hard to look at her at breakfast. Um, <laughs> you trying to not look at her during breakfast. Yeah. I'm sorry, Tara. I voted you out. Uh, so I have to vote you out again. So it's, so breakfast is easier. Uh, and, and it depends on who takes out Keith. If anybody, if Tara takes out Kiefer, yeah, her stock goes way up. Tara's stock would go way up. Tashawn's stock could go way up if he's the one who cuts Kiefer, uh, especially since he has a, 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 like a pretty public, strong relationship with him outwardly. Um, I think the optics of that would would have the biggest impact on Tashawn's game if he were the one to do it. Yep. Versus even Tara or um, and certainly Braden or Beth, right? Because they've just never been as close. But I think like who's who's – Kiefer's pretty close, like hugging and cheering and laughing with with Tashawn here. And if Tashawn's like the one, I cut, I cut Jetson, I cut Kiefer. I was the one. I it's was sunset I, for the sunsetters. So I was the one. Uh, oh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, putting the sun, setting the sun on the sunsetters the whole time. I'm the last sunsetter standing. You guys uh, never saw how I was kind of working the entire thing for me. That you're, you know, and. You know, with the right speech, maybe, yeah, right speech, right, and the right a- and the right adversary who you're sitting next to, who maybe bumbles over their words or doesn't like play. Kiefer. <laughs> the gun keeper has like so much going for him right now because I don't necessarily believe that his speech is going to be that good. It will probably be something like this: the man with the mullet. Big gullet, bigger heart. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. And they'll be like, I don't know what that means. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I, I was I was um I was craving that line. I was. Stay solid. I just had to play a Sean clip. Um, <laughs> stay solid. Stay solid. The alliance. Braden. Did you? Oh, one other question. Did you realize that uh, Beth's nickname was Berta Beef? 
No, I did not. Did you catch I, that just, tonight? Yes, I did. Like these, like nicknames coming into the last second, like blue line for for Tina. Yeah, <laughs> like you hear it just before they're about to go. Hashtag bird of beef. Bird of beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Get on there before yeah. it's too late. Yep. Bird of beef. Yeah, they call her bird of beef. Uh, blah blah blah. Anyway, the veto wasn't used tonight. Um, and and Tara. So, will Tara's chance to rewrite history come true? Is where it was our cliffhanger for the episode. Um, so, you know, I think we could probably jump into, do you have any spoilers? Do you have any kind of insight knowledge in terms of what this vote will be tomorrow night? Um, kind of, it, it's once again, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty set who they're going to vote out. So it isn't necessarily a spoiler. Bird, oh, so we have to explain the Berta beef. So they're calling Beth her, her uh, to Sean was referring to her as Berta beef as in Alberta. Yeah. The province she's from. And then beef is a. An export. Um, they come. Yeah. They're they're known for their beef in Alberta. Yeah. Anyway, um, it isn't really a spoiler. Just um, who you think they're getting out? The everyone says that they're getting out. So everyone's so Beth. Yes. Okay. So I I like. But I you just, know I, we've said that people are going to be you know voted out, and then at the last second work is put in and things change. It flips onto Tara somehow yeah. tomorrow. I just don't see why. I don't see the the like because Tara Tara's stock has yes she got out she she fought her way past Jetson, but she's also been voted out, and I think that's always a blemish on your record yeah. in some ways. You have to be able to uh, fight out of that with more resume um, bullet points, you know, say I did this and this and this. Yes. I got voted out, but then I came right back in. So it's, I, I feel like it's always like uh, a little bit of a discommendation. You came back on a twist. <laughs> you came back on a twist. You got lucky. You were, you know, you got voted. But that's kind of the truth. You were voted out at the right time. Yeah. Right. You know, well, Tina didn't get a chance to, to battle back because she got voted out a week early. Well, I guess sucks to you, Tina. Um, yeah. You know, so it, it's, Good on Tara, but I don't think it it negates it. Correct, I agree. Um, so, uh, so not really any spoilers. Um, I think all we need to do is run down what is um, next for the Super Mater Brothers podcast. Well, Super Mater Brothers podcast will be back tomorrow night uh, around ten thirty tomorrow night to cover this uh, eviction episode for the the week for week nine, right before we head into final four and the final weeks of this uh, podcast. Uh, we got a, we got we do got a question here about what does your gut say for each of you the percent chance Beth leaves? I'm going to go with 95. 99.9999999999. It's by Beth. By Beth. That's my that's that's what I feel. I I, I feel like she already has her bags packed. Honestly, I just don't see uh, Deshaun and Kiefer changing their minds on this. Yeah, and right. Uh, She'll so get to spend more time with Jed in the jury house too. Yeah, yeah. Everyone wins. Yeah, except for Beth. Okay, or, and, and also Victoria. And also, yeah, <laughs> Victoria's probably been hit on Jed since he got there. Uh, forget well, about her. Who, who knows? Yeah, forget about who Beth. Who? Beth. Who? Uh, yeah. So also on Super Mario Bros. podcasting, we will. Uh, this we are going to do this weekend. I haven't actually had a chance to coordinate it when when exactly we're doing it, but we want to do Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, following the uh, the making of uh, the assembled 
featurette that will come out on Disney Plus on Friday to kind of finish off that uh, series and talking about everything that happened there as we continue our Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, coverage. We also did uh, the Netflix series, The Serpent, last Friday, my brother Jeff and I and Mott. Happy birthday, Mott, by the way. Yes. 50 years, 50 years old today. I pointed out to him that, hey, my grandmother's turning 100 this like within the next two weeks so wow so she's exactly 50 years older than you mott uh she turned 50 uh when you when she turned 50 you were born and here you are turning 50 and uh it's not really a full circle it's like a half circle but uh you get you get the idea so we've been covering those shows um as well as big brother canada uh we're also gonna be covering big brother usa when that hits probably in in the summer so yeah we do all that also we have our other channels one is called trivial debates that's our monthly show at the end of uh, sunday of each month where we argue about movies tv sports more kind of a game show format my son just hosted the last episode my mother was one of the contestants we had uh, adam woodward and uh, jody simpson from our other podcasts uh both on that one so check out that uh plus all the battles we've always done on that show we've done four seasons of that 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 channel and uh, our other channels called Live Long in Podcast. That's where we do Star Trek related events. Uh, yeah, you got to do the Vulcan salute. Where on Tuesdays we talk about Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. We've been doing every episode in order, uh, watching it and reviewing it. Um, we're on season three right now. Also, Star Trek: The Original Series. I watch with my dad every Wednesday night, and we talk about that with Adam Woodward and Jody Simpson. We uh, we just did Friday Child Friday's Child tonight. Which it was mixed. The mix, the panel was mixed on us, Jamil. But uh, I liked it. But uh, Adam Woodward hated it. Um, and uh, it was with Julie Newmar, the one of the old, one of the Catwoman from the 1960s Adam West Batman. She was in it. I and I thought it was fun. And then we also do Star Trek Radio Theater on that channel, where we reenact like the Star Trek scripts. We do script reads and things like that. And uh, we are we just did one Samaritan Snare on Saturday night from Star Trek The Next Generation with Steve Shives from, from, uh, from YouTube fame. And uh, I have to get to editing that podcast. That's my next mission. Um, but we do all those types of things. So, yes, it was uh, it was quite it was really fun. I'm looking forward to revisiting that on the edit. So, hey, I think that's all our stuff. All of our. Uh, I think content. it is. Yeah, there's a lot of podcasts going on. Yeah, I never. I need I need a vacation. Well, you're getting one this weekend, right? Because yeah, you know, this is my hiatus from radio theater this week. Yeah, just taking radio theater off for weekends of vacation. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, I the, not the acting part; it's all the the production work that yeah. goes out, like in behind. Man it. puts in a lot of work, folks. A lot of work. Well, hey, I'm not asking for accolades. I'm just saying this is why I seem tired sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> um jameel uh thanks for the great podcast tonight and uh you know we're almost there in this big brother canada season almost. you know uh I, let's ask arissa um what we should what we should be thinking and saying as we close out tonight um here we go i, I hope you have a good night and you too. until then and remember someone is always oh thank you